0: The pride of Limerick.
1: The young man named Sean Sheehan.
0: The MMA media, Don Graham McDonald. The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot. and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome, welcome everybody to episode 189 of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan and today I am joined by the Bernard of Irish MMA media, Graham MacDonald. as we talk about... So many things. I can't stress how many yeah. things we are going to forget
1: so many things. <laughs> yeah, In advance. <laughs> <We're> forgetting <laughs> yeah. a bit of but...
0: points. De- yeah, if we do forget something. I can't even remember us. what happened
1: in like half of the points already. Just, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Just tweet us uh and we will talk about Send them in the QA. At Sean NBA. At Sean NBA. Definitely do that. um Right. While we start, I know you didn't see it, but Tyson Fury against uh, against um, Deontay <laughs> we Wilder. Have so many
1: fights to talk about. Let's talk about a bout. <laughs> talk about a bout. It, it
0: was a it was a like a boxing masterclass, really. From from Tyson Fury, I suppose it's the biggest bout of the weekend, so we kind of have to dimension mention it. But
1: like <laughs> a bouting masterclass. A boating,
0: He was a bouting masterclass. He like he just took him apart. It
1: was great
0: contest. He took him apart easily. Deontay Wilder knocked him down in the. What was it? The ninth, I think, and then obviously the twelfth. To look like he was down and out, uh, and Fury came back and got to the to the finish. Like Fury clearly won all, but th- I gave I gave Wilder three, and I was thought I was generous to that. There was a possibility maybe four, but I thought three was generous enough. No way he won more than four. Like and one one judge I think gave him like eight rounds. One judge gave him the fight, even if he hadn't knocked Fury down, he still would have won, which is just. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous! Article. I know you didn't see it. I saw somebody reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's boxing is like you know we talk about MMA judging all the time, and you know, okay, one or two times I've talked about MMA judging being bad and the bad decisions, so, But I think generally we talk about MMA judging actually being good and improving a lot, and you know, it kind of being tough to score at times. But this was this fight was really really easy to score. Like boxing, boxing judge. It's like like the only thing I could think of last night was afterwards. It was like. They just want this fight to happen again because there's no other Thanks. real bout. Okay, this is happening again because there's no other real big <laughs> bouts to, to actually happen. Like Joshua's fight looks like it's not, not going to happen. He doesn't really want to seem to want to fight them. They don't want, really seem to want to fight them to him either. And, and they can make money out of each other more. And like, flatters. Yeah, but it's it was it's <laughs> Look so it, bro. no, but like it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad that you can't help but think of that. Like it was just such an atrocious scoring.
1: Well, like I was saying to you even before we started. Like let's just even. Pretend or assume that it wasn't uh, in any way, in any way uh, rigged. A, a conspiracy theory, or a, a, there wasn't any kind of conspiracy going on. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I, I, like maybe it was. I didn't, I didn't see it, so I can't really comment that much. But having an even an even number of rounds is just so stupid. Like, mm-hmm. you're just asking for draws. Like, it, having five rounds, three rounds in MMA makes way more sense. Like, if MMA was four rounds and six rounds, there'd be so many draws. Like. <laughs> it just makes no sense. Have thirteen rounds, or like it used to be fifteen rounds in boxing, didn't it? it used to be yeah. fifteen rounds back in the like. Why do they change to an even amount, an even number of rounds? It's just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what the reasoning is.
0: I think the logic is, like... You know, in MMA, three rounds, like, you couldn't have two or four rounds because, it, you know, there'd be just... Everything would be a draw, basically. Like, you know, there, there isn't enough rounds to separate them. Whereas when you have 12 rounds, I think, you know, the logic is you should be able to win by kind of two clear rounds to get an actual deserving winner, which I actually think is good enough logic, to be honest. I, I think you know, I, I I think someone, you know, ba- barely winning by one round, okay, it's it's fine, like, but I, I'd actually, I'd rather see a draw than someone just barely winning it when they, when they maybe shouldn't have, but last night wasn't that, like, last night was just one fella dominating the fight, literally, literally Deontay Wilder won maybe, like, 90 seconds of the whole fight, and like he landed one punch, one big punch at the end of round two, and I gave him that round because of that, you know, people, Maybe shouldn't have even won there. I was very generous at that, and then he got the two knockdowns. The first one was was a heavy knockdown, but Fury was was grand within like thirty seconds of it. The the one at the end almost finished the the fight. So it's you know it's it's very odd. There were two ten eight rounds. Like the, the I think I saw someone saying one of them was in, could be a nine nine the uh, the tenth round, which I wouldn't totally disagree with, but I I would have given it a ten eight. I think Wilder definitely did enough in it, but I don't know. It's just boxing is it's there's so many of these fuck ups because a lot of the big fights you know we see it in mma as well a lot of the big fights are actually very close but mma it's sometimes it's a little bit easier to decipher there isn't as many bad results or you can kind of yeah. you can understand why one result goes one way you know we very rarely you know i've, I've been going on the sahuda johnson thing for ages and, you know, <laughs> that that wasn't okay that was a bad result and i said it but that
1: wasn't nearly as bad a result as, I, I, as this wasn't like, like. yeah it, it wasn't like i remember mma you remember mma when we when around the time we started watching, like, years ago, Mm -hmm. there used to be so many, like, every card or every second card to be an absolute robbery where you're like, what the fuck? Like, you used to, if you had money on a fight, some guy would win 30, 20, 70, but you'd be like, oh, well, they're probably going to give it to Diego Sanchez anyway. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Like, but now that doesn't happen. Like, now Mm -hmm. it's good that, like, it's good that you're harping on about the Demetrius Johnson fight because that just shows how far it's come. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> from uh, the travesties that used to happen,
0: yeah, it really has. Yeah, fairness. Yeah, and uh, look, the boxing still has
1: travesty after travesty every
0: like every big fight because they're so close as well. And it, you know, they, they look so bad a lot of the times, it's just it, it's absolutely ridiculous. But how and even like it? you know, so even like
1: a casual can look at some of boxing bouts and some of them previous over the previous years, MMA bouts, and be like, wait, wait a second, that guy definitely didn't win, mm-hmm. win that fucker, that bout. And that still happens in boxing. It it hurts. I think it like it used to hurt MMA uh, as a sport because it's like, you know, it just takes away the belief in the in in the system, mm-hmm. in the scoring system, and in the judges. And like people like Adelaide Bird, what was the one where she scored, uh, or even the Canelo GGG. Like there was yeah. so much controversy about that, and um, people not even scoring it within the within the rules of scoring and stuff like that like happening just takes credibility away and makes people fed up with the sport mm-hmm. and it, it, I'm, I'm glad MMA is, is over this and we seem to be talking about when we do talk about horrendous robberies it's usually we're talking about boxing on an MMA podcast,
0: yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right, let's talk about uh, a bit of MMA before we get to the to all the UFC and all the. Well, we'll talk a bit about Bellator here. Let's talk about some of the, the Irish action. You know, we talked uh, two weeks ago when we were here about you know maybe being one of the best weeks for Irish MMA in a long time with the IWMAFs and and all that. Um And it maybe this week wouldn't be the same, but there was a lot of Irish MMA action. Obviously, I was at Cage Legacy uh, yesterday with some very good um uh, amateur fights, and Dickie Dalton had a very good win as well in the one professional fight on and you uh, EO unfortunately lost yesterday Kiefer Crosby had a good win on Bellator and Brian Moore had a good performance then he broke both of his hands uh, and ended up uh, <laughs> and ended up losing overall thoughts on the weekend Graham from the Irish MMA standpoint
1: it was great like it was like the olden days to have so many different guys fighting on different cards and have an actual show in Ireland it was it reminded me of uh, <laughs> the, old, the old days like a few years ago and uh, okay like maybe all the guys didn't win or Maybe maybe they weren't the the best fights, but it it was great to have. Oh, this fight is on. I pull up this stream, or or this one's on afterwards. It usually, usually um, or not usually, but in 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 the past it was like that where you know you'd have, or oh, here's Peter Queeley on some some card somewhere, and here's Io Daly and EFC, and here's an Irish card, or even two Irish cards, or here's a, you know, there used to be sometimes competing Irish cards and a lot to talk about in Irish MMA and now it's like you know it's, we're an Irish MMA podcast and a lot of the time we don't have any Irish guys to talk about bar like Conor McGregor or whatever like, you know, team, it's good yeah. to, it's good to have a RTM but it's good to have a bit of bit of variety and for these guys to get to get a chance to to shine like you know because we talked about it a lot like around the times of the IMAF just just the opportunities are, are terrible at the moment for Irish guys mm-hmm. it's terrible
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and look, even from some of the amateurs coming up last night, and I kind of tweeted about it as well, it's great to see the amateurs actually getting fights, and you know, there's, I think there was 15, or 13 amateur fights in this, 15 fights altogether, there was a couple of K1 uh, and stuff as well, and, you know, just to kind of see lads coming through and, and girls as well coming through, like I I, I was talking to Richard Coyley there last night and, you know, Steve Costello got, got a good win fighting out of SPG talent and, and Richard uh, Kylie was kind of telling me how, how good he was and he's a kind of a guy coming through and, you know, you've... Other you guys, can't other believe a <laughs> word
1: Richard Coyley says. <laughs> we fucking... <laughs> the we fucking... had him on the podcast we were like, mate, like you've seen i support and you're talking <laughs> out of your ass and he's like, no, 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 <laughs> and then a week later he's looking back.
0: <laughs> that is true, that is true. But a, a couple more lads as well. Uh, Salomon Simon from uh, Team Rhino and Waterford was, was also very good. Stephen Mullen from Shaolin MMA, I was very, very impressed with him. Uh, and there was a, a few more uh, lads as well. The, the one kind of thing that I'd... I, I talk about kind of negatively from that card. There was like um there was a fight between let me just pull up pull up their names here now. Uh Nicola O'Reilly and Emma Stafford. It was like shot for a TV show. The um, Emma Emma Stafford was the dude Baz Ashmawi's I think his girlfriend or his wife or something like that. And they they went and trained for a couple of months and fought. It was like literally the lowest quality worst fight I've ever seen. Like they were evenly enough match so it was all right, but. You know, you don't really want to see stuff like that. That was a kind of a white collar MMA thing and stuff. So, like, I I try to you know get rid of that. And they'd, you know, they they had loads of like RT cameras there and all. And she gave a speech afterwards and things. So it was very, it was very kind of a, a showbiz thing in the middle of a, a good honest I- Irish MMA amateur card. With, you know, with the one. With the one bro fight there. And as well. I'm, I'm not usually a man for K1. But the, the first K1 fight there. Between Sinead Nienoulin. And uh, Lola Safronova. I don't know if they put that up. Uh, on on the Cage Legacy YouTube. Or whatever. That was one of, the best, one of the best fights. I've ever seen live. It was absolutely brilliant. Just two girls beating the head off each other. For three rounds. It was very very good stuff. And good quality uh, throughout. So it was, it was good to see. Um. It was good to see all that that Irish MMA show. I know uh, Kiefer Crosby's fight. We'll talk about Brian more in a second. You caught caught a bit of it. I was reading um, the the play by play over an MMA mania today. Obviously, it was on Bellator, so there's no way we can see it. And it was on a main card as well. Uh, Kiefer uh, apparently it was a good display. He took took his opponent down a few times after beating him up on the feed. and it was a pretty pretty dominant three round display from Kiefer, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it is unfortunate that it, they we were told it was going to be uh, televised and. <laughs> It wasn't, and I, I I ended up just by luck turning on the stream to see if another fight was on, and then I was like, oh, here's a tape delay of, of Kiefer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually get to see the whole thing, even though I was waiting all day to watch watch the thing. But, like, I think it was Will Fleury, like, we'll get into the fight in a minute, but I, Will Fleury tweeted, like, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time, and people think we're broken records, but they are the, biggest, the second biggest promotion in the world, and they're owned by a TV company, and it's a joke. It's a mm-hmm. joke. People wanted to see that. People messaging us like, "When's the key for?" I'm getting DMs and getting messages, I'm getting Facebook messages. When's the key for fight on? I'm like, "Oh, it's, it's hard to know. It's it's Bellator, mm-hmm. but it, but they said it is on. It's gonna be streamed, and then it just isn't, and then it's taped delay, and everybody already knows the result. It's just like, come on! Man. It's like Jesus Christ! It's nearly 2019 here. Like, get a YouTube stream going. Like they had a YouTube stream going for one of the one of the, what was it, the New York card with James? Was it one of the cards anyway? And everybody was like, oh great, finally some progress, even though it wasn't a TV deal. It was like, oh finally, uh, we can actually watch the fight and then, they just re- regressed and you, I remember I tried to talk to Coker about it a couple of years ago at a, at a Bellator event in Ireland and he thought Ireland was part of the UK and mm-hmm. thought the deal was done and he was telling you, oh, well, like if it isn't, then you can watch on the app, but then you go to the app and it's not available in your region. They just started as clueless. Like, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, and I uh, I know you're always ranting about it and people are probably sick of us ranting about it, but this is just, it's just ridiculous. Like, It's actually ridiculous. Like, like people want to watch Bellator, like people want to watch your product and they can't. It's like... It's so stupid.
0: This weekend really, really brought it to the fore for me. Like there was two events this weekend, and I saw one fight from the two events. Like, and I, I oh, cover them. A we, you know, we do a podcast every week. We would talk about these fights if we, if we could. Like, and if we could actually watch them, it, they're they're a fucking joke. Like, let's be honest here. You know, we we want to be all nice to Bellator and all. Fair enough, you know, Bellator signed all these Irish fighters and everything, but that makes no, me... They do some good. We
1: say they did some good. Exactly. They do some bad. Like, I'm not like it's not a better... It's not that like I don't like Bellator thing. It's a. Uh, I don't like when promotions do stupid shit. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, like, we have to say this, this is absolutely ridiculous. And you know, your point that they're a TV company and they can't get on TV. They own a TV channel over here. It's fucking yeah. insane. Like, I've and seen shows with forty
1: people at them with streams. It's fucking ridiculous. Exactly.
0: Kids like. Legacy streamed their main event last night just to put it up on Instagram. Like, why can't why can't they do that? It's not yeah. nobody's fucking watching that shit on, on a yeah. Sunday night at eleven o'clock anyway. No fucking body's people. Watching. Even
1: the people that like I'm not gonna name any names, but the people you can get onto on Twitter or on Guys, you know, that tweet mm-hmm. videos of fights or gifts of fights, something like, Oh, any chance you recorded that Kiefer fight or that Brian Moore fight? And they're like, Oh, I didn't bother because Bellator just immediately take it down and get your counter banned if you put up anything, mm-hmm. a gif or anything. But like, gifts are like, pe- people, will, people won't people will come back in like a week or a month's time when Bellator finally get around to putting up on their YouTube. They completely, there's been like 12 events since then. People have completely forgotten about it or they already know the results and they don't care anymore. Yeah. And it was, what was PC said, like, it, if MMA isn't isn't live, it's it's, it's dead. Fake.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, like, you're not gonna watch like a 90 minute football match a week later when you already know the result, and there's already been six football matches by the same team since. Like, you know what the fuck? Like, it's, yeah. it's actually ridiculous. Like, it
0: is ridiculous.
1: Like, and even as <laughs> as live, tape delayed shit it's like, yeah. come on, like, it's, it's, it's it's so yeah, stupid. If people have the internet. Like, if people type in, like, if people go looking for the fight and type in Brian Moore versus L- No Adla or Kiefer Cross, you know, they the result is gonna come up. But when they think oh it's on 9 or whatever they go to searching for it and then oh there's a the result now I don't even want to watch the fight anymore because I know what happened.
0: yeah like the, the, the most it, like oh, it's damn. an enraging thing because they can put it on life when they want it's <laughs> just like it feels like you know the, the the people running Bellator actually don't give a shit even though they say they care but they actually really don't because if they did they'd, they'd try for these things they'd try to actually get them done like and, and they have got them done in the past and then they just don't bother getting them done anymore like Another point as well, and we'll get to the Keefer fight in a second, obviously, we, <laughs> and and the Brian Moore fight as well. But like this MVP um, daily fight coming up in fucking Connecticut as well. And like people are, are saying, like, oh, it's on the zone, it has to be on, on their time as well. Look, they, they put it in fucking tape delay anyway. And when it's on the zone, it's an internet stream. Why could you not put it on in the UK and put it on in the UK time and then replay it again? Like. It makes, it makes absolutely no yeah. sense whatsoever. No, well, you can watch it
1: on the Bellator app, but well, if you go to the Bellator app, not available in your region. Yeah, and th- yeah, another thing time. as well,
0: with, with the Brian Moore fight, the, I, I was looking at, I looked at it the day before because a few people are asking, and it was like the second fight on the on the prelims. So yeah, I think yeah, the prelims yeah. were, were quarter to 12 or something. So I, I was like, okay, I'll start watching at like 12 o'clock and then I, I'll be in and I'll be able to get it. Then I looked on the day and it was the third fight. So I was like, okay, yeah. it'll be a bit later. So I, I put it on at 12 o'clock and it was like halfway through the first round. It had been, the, it was actually, Actually, the first fight yes. on the prelims, it's like, wh- what the fuck yeah. are they? Wh- how can they, they be so stupid? Same and incompetent?
1: Yeah, same thing happens to me all the time in Like where they they give you a fight order and and then the fight order is completely wrong, or guy who's meant to be on the main card is on the prelims, or vice versa, or he's meant to be first, and he's actually fourth, or he's meant to be the main event of the prelims, and he's actually the first fight of the night. It's just like, is it really just that hard to send an email saying, this is the fucking fight order, and... Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, really, it, is it that difficult? It, like, it, it's okay. not, because do, I, I, I was the UC actually... UCPR people aren't great. Yeah. The UCPR people aren't great, but they, they do the basics, like tell you the fight order. The UC website does the basics. It's not a great website, but it does the basics. It tells you the fight order. Like, it tells you who's on the main card. Mm-hmm. Like, it tells you what time the fights are starting at. It tells you where you can watch them. I think like these are just basic things. Like, you yeah. know, yeah, I'll, I'll get an email from Cade Legacy or a message from Declan Canna being like, oh, this is the fight order. This is the times. And that'll be the times. Like, and mm-hmm. this is a... Like, no offense to Cade Legacy. But well, these are fucking tiny, tiny promotion compared to viacom owned bellator like yeah like i was
0: at the cage legacy yesterday and they put the uh, the boat order up on their website and there was one swing boat and that boat order changed and everything else was the exact same as they put up on their website the right time and it finished exactly on time and everything perfect like bellator can't do that we're not asking for much like we're not
1: asking for just tell us what time <laughs> what time guys are fighting at and throw it up on youtube somewhere. Like, yeah like even like <laughs> let us watch it for a fiver or a tenner or... yeah even if you want to charge us, like it's, it's, rid- people it's want it. ridiculous. ridiculous. Like, can I can I buy the stream? I'm like, oh, it's not available anymore. Can I buy it? No, sorry, I, you can't. You just <laughs> I just can't watch it. Like- people get annoyed with you. They're like, oh, fuck's sake! It's like
0: it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like idiotic and you say about the pr team there i actually think the pr team are pretty good they try to do their best for, for us like and they just they're, they're fucking pissing against the wind as well like it's you know it's not their fault i i blame scott coker i blame the people at viacom up there i blame the people at channel five and five spike and all that it, they're just they're incompetent and absolute fucking disgrace and it's a pity like <laughs> it, it, they're they're though. it's it's fucking i'm sick of fucking i've, I've said it before but i'm, I'm sick of town in my life never done that but I, I i we have to fucking say it but anyway let's get onto the fights and let's to give these guys the, the respect that they actually deserve that fucking Bellator but they, don't get are not
1: him. getting the respect that they deserve exactly. Exactly. you can't actually watch them properly
0: exactly exactly. but Kiefer Crosby you not the a... same
1: level of you don't have the same level of concentration when you know the result or you, yeah. you, it's, you know what goes with a decision or whatever and you're not like oh he's about to knock him out or oh he's in trouble here you just know that it's, it's fine Yeah, and, the, and that, that
0: Bellator works. app is horrendous as well it's like 360p quality you can barely even see it it's just Absolutely fucking awful, but uh, Kiefer. What, what do you think, of Kiefer? Like Kiefer, I think he's what four and all, five and all.
1: Know, yeah,
0: still coming up. I think, um, I think it was a. M. McLean asked this question about him, uh, about him, like maybe being the, the Irish Robbie Lawler or something like that. But okay, it's, <laughs> it's easy <laughs> now on that one. But yeah, you know, yeah. Kiefer a, a good prospect. Good prospect. Like he's, you know, a lot of guys maybe slip up uh, early, and and he hasn't. I know his opponent. Uh, you know, yesterday wasn't wasn't the best opponent in the world. But you know, Kiefer is one of those guys who's coming through as a good prospect, and it's it's impossible to tell yet. But. You know, he's you know in Irish I mean at the moment. We, you know, there's a lot of negativity and stuff as well. But when a guy gets to, to five and all like that, I I think there's definitely room for for positivity without you know going insane about him or anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we like we kind of went through the same thing with with other guys where it's oh get him into the you always talk about the James Gallagher like oh why isn't he in the UFC fighting these guys or why isn't he in a title shot already? It's because you know, he's going to develop and he's going to get better. Like, we talk about Max Holloway. Like, when Max Holloway first came into the UFC and and now it's it's, it's like a different guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was still a really good fighter, but if you had to push him in too quick, maybe he, he he wouldn't have got to the heights that he got to.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, definitely. Like, these guys need, you know, need time to to... You know, adjust to their, their surroundings and need time to improve and, and all that. But yeah, hundred percent. And I think uh, moving on to kind of to Brian Moore, then I think he's kind of the opposite. And it's I was talking to Richard Carly again about it last night, and we were talking about like Brian Moore might be the most unlucky fighter he's like the exact opposite of fucking Liverpool he's the most unlucky <laughs> fighter in Irish because I think Brian Moore is so talented like he's he's taken on the fence on Friday night I think it was there's so many fights I don't know what that is He's take down the fence was really good he hits really hard looks to have power in his hands just really good everywhere but things always seem to just go wrong for him not that he bro- broke both of his hands in his fight when watching the fight I was like you know, Brian Moore is a guy who, like, owns his own fitness gym and all, he's like, he prides himself on, on his cardio and his ability to go and all, and I'm like, six, or seven minutes in, I was like, Jesus, Brian's kind of getting tired here, he's not, he's, you know, he's not throwing as many punches, he he, he looks to be gassing out, he's like, maybe, you know, I don't know, what's after happening to him, and then it comes out afterwards that he broke body sense. like, okay, that's why he wasn't throwing as many punches, or that's why he wasn't, you know, landing at the, the clip he used, to. and then he ended up getting taken down a couple of times and beaten by Noah, Noah Lahat, and, and, and uh, kind of, you know, he stayed in there well and, until the end, but he won the first round and obviously lost the last two but he was like no Adla had had a good guy he's been around the UFC and Bellator for a long time and Brian Moore was you know he was dominating him for the first seven minutes of that until he broke both of his hands just so unfortunate for him like credit to no Adla had as well for sticking in there a lot of guys you know he nearly finished him at the end of the first round a lot of guys might have been beaten by a guy like Brian Moore who was who's definitely underrated I think uh, maybe inside and outside of Ireland as well and uh, no Adla had did well to, to stay in and come back didn't he?
1: Yeah, and he's an experienced guy as well. Uh, both of them are. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if, if Brian Moore had been fighting a slightly less experienced guy, he would have been able to to adjust around. Obviously, breaking your hands is, is a really tough thing to grapple and to punch with. But he's a tough guy. and he, Okay, he didn't throw as much as he wouldn't to still throw. And It's tough for Brian because he kind of missed out. We t- I talked to him on the, on the thing and he kind of missed out on or on the 3 M A Patreon. Mm-hmm. And he kind of missed out on um a lot of the kind of, what would you say, the, the hype or the... Yeah, the McGregor era, kind of all the... Yeah, cool and yeah. He was, he was one of
0: them too, wasn't he? In the, in the kind so of smallest... He was one of the originals. That,
1: like, we were down in the gym when there was like nine guys in the pro team in, in the Longmont Road. He was one of the guys that was there. He was driving from Westford all the time. But he just kind of took a break to start a family and kind of concentrate on... Because people think, oh, these guys... they made me think because Connor is like fast cars and big houses and, you know, all this stuff going on. They think, all oh, these other guys are loaded, but loads of these guys are put in 10 years of work and have a little to show for it. And Brian Moore probably made the the safe choice for his family and for his his, his wife and his kid and stuff to concentrate on the gym and, and working instead of going full-time in MMA. And, it, okay, it turned out to be bad timing, but, but even still, he probably made more money from – from not fighting MMA uh, full time, than he did, and just doing a part time, than he w- than he would have, even if he had been in the hype, uh, or in the part of the hype train, or the, the just the, the outside interest that that came. Um, so it, like, it turned out to be unfortunate timing. But he went full time what two fights ago, and has looked really good, but has has lost both of them. One mm-hmm. of no, he's three fights ago, he's lost. He lost the. Okay, was there circumstances going on with his his family problems, his sickness in his family, and so? But he, he had a lot going on before the AJ McKee fight. But then he won the one after that, and then this one, he's he's telling me like you know, even off the off the recording when we do the a he's like, "Oh, if, this is the best training camp." You know, guys say this all the time, but Brian Moore will tell you mm-hmm. the truth. Like he'll tell you the truth. Like, yeah. he'll, he'll probably tell you too much of the truth. Like if he if he's injured before. The fight, he'll tell you, yeah. he's injured before the fight. Before the fight even happens, he won't be making excuses afterwards. People, okay, they they look like excuses, and they are excuses. Oh, I broke my hands or whatever, but they're they're valid excuses. Like some excuses are valid, some aren't. Like, mm-hmm. and he, he, as you said, he's just so unlucky. But uh, <laughs> it's it's it's. It, I prefer to be in Brian Brian Moore's position where I'm actually really good at MMA, and I just lost a, c- a couple of decisions that I that I could have won. Then. Then oh I I I got a lucky knockout and I'm not as good as that's true as as I am. like you know he has the skills to to turn it around mm-hmm. I think I 100 percent
0: agree yeah
1: yeah so like okay it's hard to take you broke both of your hands when you're winning the fight but it's it's not the end of the world because Bellator are going to keep him around mm-hmm. um he's he's gonna he's he's been fighting like tough guys like this no the hat like you not many people have heard of maybe even me and you have like we watch your bellator card we haven't heard of 70% of the guys yeah but you've heard of and you've heard of uh AJ McKee and you've heard of uh yeah like these guys are good guys Mm -hmm. and he's 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 going in there and bringing it to them like taking it to them And okay we're we have probably a bit more like people like why the fuck are you talking about Brian Moore so much who the fuck is this guy but if you actually watch him He's, he's, he's got a really well-rounded game and he takes it really seriously and he put he, he, like this is no joke for him this isn't this isn't like oh let me try this amazing he was one of these people who was there when there was no money in it when 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 it was like a pipe dream mm-hmm. so you know, i kind of have a bit of extra affection for those guys that like kind of toughed it out when there was really no hope
0: 100 mm-hmm. percent, and uh, you know as we kind of look forward here to to kfc or K- kfc what? <laughs> we look forward to kfc, KFC? Hey, Brian Moore's looking forward to KFC. Yeah, yeah i wouldn't mind a bit of it myself uh cage warriors even 100 film peter's another one but we get we get to that in a second but AO daily as well i i don't know you didn't see that fight did you i was obviously in cage legacy and it was i don't know if there was any stream or anything but uh he lost out again i, I believe he started the the fight well and and came back and i was finished in the in the second but you know, A.O. has been away, he's in Malta as well and stuff isn't he and he hasn't yeah. been, you know, he's been training with a team out there so hasn't been with, with Team Rhino as much and I, I'm not sure, you know, if that's hindering him or anything but maybe we'll get him on and talk about it as well but obviously we'd be, you know, A.O. doing a bit of stuff for or Jesus Christ, I can't even speak, uh, severe and May and stuff as well so it's, you know, it's unfortunate to see him losing as well. Uh, at the weekend, but look, he he seems to have uh, kind of in with the Cage Warriors Academy now. So if he could get a, you know, a few more fights with him and even the Irish one as well, that does a lot of fights up the north. I know Andy Ryan is kind of running that now as well. So if he can get a, you know, a few more fights with him and bounce back, that'd be a uh, that'd be good for him. Yeah, well. on iron,
1: you just take care of it. Take care of his friends, like you exactly, know, it's just yeah. terrible, terrible like stuff. That on your a. He's like a blight on Irish. Irish. Bad <boss>, bastard. <laughs> you, <bad laughs> you, uh, you wouldn't say the same. You
0: wouldn't say about I'll John Kavanaugh You fucking all scratch your you back. Fucking <laughs> SPG shill. That's all you are. Like uh, I know. Shill.
1: I know. You know. Randy Ryan could take a joke.
0: <laughs> what are you saying John Kavanaugh can't take a joke? Is that what are you you're saying, saying that? I didn't no, say that. Don't be putting words <laughs> in my mouth. It's exactly what you said. Bad form no, I know. He. No, no, I, I know he has spies listening to this podcast. He'll be back. He'll be giving All right. Let's get. you go down into Team Rhino though, like he.
1: Everything's a joke. Yeah. Like, everything's a joke. Like, you, everything everybody says is a joke. Like, people are putting dead animals in kit bags because the guy says he's a vegetarian. Like, this is the kind <laughs> of shit going on. Fucking <laughs> team rhino. Who was that? Who's like, that we were filming Carl Moore. Or Carl Moore, not Carl. Carl Roach. Yeah. The mad bastard. But, uh, like, I remember we were down there filming for Fighting Irish, with, and Jarrod Edmund was down there, and... He's like, oh, this is a uh, UFC fighter Neil Siri down in the gym. And Neil's like, Sir John, uh, you, you're on the scratcher. You're on the scratcher as well, to have a job, aren't you? You're on the doll, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just trying to, it's just always a joke. Like, and, and it's just kind of the banter there. So I, I know that, like, you know, you say something about, like, we talk about Siri, even when he got randomly into the rankings there at 15, we were like, uh, you seen the guy fight? What the hell? Like, you know, and he knows, it's just kind of the, if you want, if you go down there, you can't help but gotta kind of join in.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Something just beeped there. I don't know what that was, but let's move on anyway. Cage Warriors 100 and um, we must m- mention uh, KSW as well because I don't I haven't even seen any of that but uh, there was a few good fights there, apparently Cage Warriors 100 this card is really good in it you've Jack Shore uh, in the main event against uh, Mike Icondeo you've Phil Moore Peter against Nicholas Dalby absolutely brilliant fight uh, you've Aiden Lee and yeah, Dean Truman it's never going to happen though is it oh, probably so I'm
1: there, is the unluckiest man in Argentina. <laughs> like. even is. worse than Brian Moore like.
0: <laughs> he's slipping a, slip a banana peel coming in um, struck the, by lightning on the
1: way to the cage like, it's, like, it's
0: indoors where does it happen jo- Josh, Josh Reed is on this card as well. Joe McColgan, yeah. the king in the North, he's come back here against uh, Joy yeah. Herbert. Not Joe, yeah.
1: It's good to see him back.
0: Uh, Alex Lahore as well, the former <laughs> Obama champion's on this card. Reese McKee is on this card as well against Jefferson uh, George. You have Kieran Mulholland as well, another Irish guy there. Uh, even Blanche, yeah, speaking of, of Team Rhino, he, he fights out of there as well. He's on this card. Geez, this is, uh, you know, it doesn't get much better than this in, in European, Irish, UK, MMA, does it?
1: Yeah, no, it's very good in fairness. And we're kind of talking about earlier in the podcast about it's good to have these irish cards and these irish guys fighting and it's it's again coming up now and like J- joy herbert and joe mccoggins a great fight mm-hmm. um and like okay uh maybe cage warriors because it's the 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 number is 100 maybe they're pulling out all this, the, the stops and maybe a couple other cards will suffer because of this but i don't like that doesn't bother me <laughs> that doesn't bother me like yeah, it's good to have it's good to kind of go all out every now and again and Maybe people will be like, "Oh yeah, cage Warriors, Remember all this stuff? Like, you know, kind of get back into it. Maybe even if the cards aren't great, then because they've kind of put all their all their best hands on on this card. Maybe people. Maybe it'll be a chance to. The next up like, and like Graham Boylan, and like, okay, a lot of people don't like Graham Boylan. and he's like, he's a strange guy. Like he is. He probably tell you himself he's a strange guy, and he's hard to get on with, and he's hard to get content out of. But he, in fairness to him, like, he's got a track record for." I don't know how many I've lost count long ago. How many people he's got to the UFC and uh, from Cage Warriors and how many good fights uh, in Cage Warriors over the years. And he's always kind of looked after the Irish guys a little bit more, maybe because he's he's Irish himself. But um, he's done a lot of good things for Irish MMA, and he's he's trying to do that again. And he's he, okay. Most of the most of the guys, most of the Irish guys, have signed for Bellator recently, mm-hmm. and it seems like oh, Bellator like really good, like oh, it's such a big. Such a big promotion, but you can't watch the fights with, with K D Ward, you can always watch the fights.
0: Yeah.
1: 100%. You can always watch the fights. Like Graham Borden would he made his own Irish MMA website in order to stream the fights before. He had them on Joe, he had them on he has them on fucking BT Sport, UFC Fight Pass.
0: Channel four they were on before as
1: well. Yeah, yeah, five five was or was that was I can't remember anyway. He he, he gets a TV deal. Mm-hmm. Like he gets a stream, he gets he makes it happen so people can see the product. Like he understands how it works. People have a lot of bad things to say about him. Like fair enough, he has a conflict of interest. Whatever. Like it, <laughs> it's like no, but seriously, like
0: yeah, I know,
1: but I love the way like, you said that. He's got a conflict of interest. Fair enough. Yeah, like you know, like you say it to him. You say it to him. Like, Do you want you to explain to there him.
0: why he has a conflict of interest? So people. Well, might because
1: over the years, like yeah, he's he's got a management company, a fire management company, and. A promotion. Mm-hmm. But like mma is a wall west. Like, you know, yeah, people course. are like, Oh, he's got a conflict of interest. It's like, yeah, well like is a mess. Do them, yeah. they all do. <laughs> like, it's like conflict of interest is the least of our worries. Yeah. People are like, Why don't you call him out on the conflict of interest? It's like call him out about what? Like it's like every every, every, every promotion every... has it like. Like the yeah. at, at KJC last night, the two lads
0: promoting the card were also cornering lads on the card. Yeah. Like Andy Ryan it's because is not it's enough people
1: in, yeah. in the sport to like if you want to make shit happen, you got to do it yourself in MMA. One hundred percent, one
0: hundred percent. But yeah, like you know, just just speaking about uh, uh, Paddy Pimple was supposed to be on that Cage Warriors one hundred card as well. And as well, you know, you mentioned there about stacking the card and maybe it might hurt another few cards. I think this is the best time they could do it because they kind of take a break for Christmas. You know, they're not back now until I think it's the the second week in February or something like that. So there's a two month break here now, and that that's grand. Like by the time you know Cage Warriors one or two comes around or whatever, all these lads will be back ready to fight again. So I think it's actually perfect timing to do it. And you know, uh, Cage Warriors. We can't give them enough credit, you know. Everything that they do is is really good. Like and and you know when I see when I see guys like uh like dylan chuke and uh reese mckee signing for them you kind of know they're in good hands you know if they, if those yeah. guys become want, you know if, they, if those guys are the, the fighters we think they could be and become that and you know putting in all the effort i yeah. think that's the best place for them to be to be honest and it's
1: so they they, they built duffy up they built mcgregor up they built paddy siri. Pimblad, but, Pat, yeah, but okay siri was never really like you know uh selling out arenas like paddy Pimblett was but he really like as you mentioned, like they they did great things for Sergey. Like he, mm-hmm. they gave him fights at his own weight class, which he couldn't get. Which yeah. like is important if you're going to try and do well in MMA to be fighting guys of at least similar size to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he went five and one, I think, uh, in Gage Warriors, and had a couple of good wins, like uh Mikhail Salander. Like it was a great fight, Palmer in that body kick, and like they were in most of them fights were in his hometown, so you get the people behind you. And I know it's harder to put on fights now. We've talked about in Ireland. We've talked about this a lot, like we're like a broken record. But if you, the next best thing to having it in your own country is having it streamed or on TV in the country, and then people can actually follow the career and get behind the guy. You, you think if series bouncing between Bama and Cage Legacy, like in, and and one, one fight in Cage, one fight in Bama, one fight in Cage, like one fight in FCC, one fight here that. He would have had the steam behind him that he did. Exactly. Uh, the, the push that people gave him to, to get to the UFC mm-hmm. when Brad Pickett needed an opponent. Probably not. So, like, these little things are mean a lot, like, in terms of getting guys advancing in their careers. Yeah, 100%. Right.
0: KSW, tell us about KSW. What happened? What big fights were on it? Who won? What's the crack with KSW? KSW.
1: Um, yeah, well, the, the main event was a rematch between uh Haladov and Narcon, and Narcon won. and Haladov MMA retirement or retired look, afterwards. Looking look so forward it, to his back next back one already, in. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't wait to hear his fight announcement next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mattias Gamrot, who people will know from the Norman Park fights, and uh, uh getting away with as many fails as Manny and do in a game. How dare you? He uh, <laughs> picked up another win to go 15 and now. The polish zombie from the Ultimate fighter fought on the card as well against uh gonna butcher his name but parm parnas a french lad who climbed to the 12 and now sure uh yeah and there's a couple of other fights on the card as well of guys i've never heard of mm-hmm. yeah uh, that was artis actually actually who, mm-hmm. who lost mcgregor in the past uh,
0: i believe there was like people 000 people in that or something wasn't there so like they, those guys do do really good things. They've also, Martin Ford is going to be debuting soon, which I can't wait for. If you don't know him, he's like 400 pounds of fucking muscle. So I can't wait to see that. And they, they announced a big fight as well, I think, uh, between Pudzianowski and another bodybuilder guy, which I love that. Like, that's what we, you know, we want to see. K- or, uh, KSW do that shit. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. So fair play to KSW. Keep going. Keep doing uh, doing good things. Right, let's move on to US, UFC. Uh, and before we move to the, the cards from this weekend and next weekend, what about my boy Big Francie? He came back. Absolutely destroyed, uh, Curtis Blades in forty-five seconds. Looked looked as good as he's ever looked. Uh, and like, does this answer all the questions you think about him being able to so, throw his hands?
1: Not all, not all, because because it was so short, and maybe if if it hadn't gone, the plan might have been different, but. It, it definitely looked a million times better than his last fight, mm-hmm. which was, which was terrible to be honest. Like it was like a shell of the former man. You worried for his future, but that would give him a lot of confidence. And uh, well, you you think that would give him a lot of confidence? It's, mm-hmm. it's a knockout. It's 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 an impressive knockout. It's it's another kind of okay. It didn't the one shot. He had to kind of follow it up, but it was basically over after the one shot. It just reminds everybody and maybe even reminds him how dangerous and powerful he is yeah so yeah it's great to see him back and we were talking about how he was probably before the steve A fight that he was probably pushed too early and i think this kind of this kind of shows that he was
0: yeah bring, brings him back um the over him fight I, I actually haven't seen that but he went out and just knocked his opponent straight as well did you see that you remember it was so long ago now but how did over him look
1: yeah he, his over him is kind of I don't know. I, I, he he's got such good power. Like you know, when something when it did hit the ground, he, like he when he wants to put somebody away, he has so much power. But Overeem is a strange one. Like I don't like the Overeem who's, who's methodical and t- tries to play the long game. I like the kind of. The exciting thing about Overeem was, oh, he's this massive guy who's going to come in and just throw as hard as he can for the first round. And okay, if it doesn't work out, he's going to just like kind of keel over. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of the fun of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, this so Overeem's a great man. Like, fair, in, fair, in fairness, fair play to him coming in. He's, he's one of those he- Rookbury, or they, those heavyweights that every yeah, exactly he's one of those heavyweights that just kind of never die himself and Arlovsky and JDS and all, as we'll talk about later on. But and another, <laughs> another thing that I almost forgot that we kind of have to mention here for a couple of minutes: Chuck Liddell versus Tito. Arties, Jesus. maybe I was talking about the worst fight I've ever seen last night. This was up there. Chocolate, like Chocolate looked like, like watching all amateurs fighting last night. Like any of those amateurs would have destroyed Chocolate Liddell. He was that bad. Like, he, well, I'm not no offense to him, lads, but like he just looked. <laughs> he looked like a sixty year old man who had never trained in his life and had like two weeks to prepare. And someone showed him how to like keep his hands out. And he just. He got absolutely fucking battered by by Tito Ortiz, and I kind of called it exactly as as it happened. I thought Tito would just stand on him, throw a few punches down the middle, and beat him, and that's exactly what happened. He just no answer it was. It was really sad, wasn't it, to see Chocolate like this? He was, you know, so Chuck Liddell Chocolate was a guy I know. You loved him. I loved him as well. Coming up, yeah, uh, he was a killer in his day, and this was just sad to see him.
1: Yeah, it's like we were talking about the training videos, like kind of before, and being like you want to really like you're kind of against all hope you were like i hope he's taking the piss here yeah. uh, putting these there trying to kind of make tito comfortable but it looked like that that was legit those terrible training videos and when when you were when you were so chinny that guys would with a broken arm who never had really knock a knockout pair is knocking out one punch when he's already rocked 10 years before you're asking for trouble going back and maybe chuck doesn't regret it because he got them he got the payday he wanted but there's it's sad to see a legend like that. It was worse like I thought. B.J. Penn fights were sad, but this is this was really sad. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was it was terrible. And look, T- Tito actually looked okay. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Tito fight again, but I think we kind of expected that beforehand as well. He didn't actually, you know, he didn't look great either, but he looked alright. Like I, I'd have no problem seeing him fight again, but you know, Chuck looked absolutely horrendous. So hopefully he retires. Like that's the fight that should be played to lads who are like thirty six and thinking about. You know they've been retired for like a year and a half, and they're thinking about coming back. That should be the fight they play. Like, just don't, just, just don't do it. Just stay away. But that's unlikely to ever happen because you know this is MMA, this is how things work. Yeah. Right. Let's move on to the UFC. Um, and last night's UFC card, well, or the the night before even the the tough um, twenty eight, I believe, finale had a you know had a few good fights. The the one thing I want to talk about in this card before we um before we get into the main event soft Joseph Benavidez and Alex Perez, that kind of double stoppage by Eve Levine, how fucking terrible was that?
1: Yeah, well, like, if I always think if the, if the ref kind of intervenes, you should just run away and start celebrating straight away yeah. and, and do that, but the odd time it doesn't happen, like, it happened with Anderson Silva knocked out Bisbing in a fight that he also should have won a decision on, mm-hmm. and he went off celebrating and he've pulled off the, the cage and maybe his adrenaline don't but 99% of the time, if, if the ref kind of moves in, just, just reel away and Celebrate! That's what you got to do. I think he tried to do that, but
0: Alex Perez kind of caught his leg and pulled him in, and that was why kinda, I think it wasn't stopped. He was like, "Oh, this is fight! Oh, I should let him go away." It was, it was so horrendous. Like he put his two hands on him to stop the fight. Benavidez got up, tried to walk away, got caught his leg, and then he kept going. It's like, like Alex Perez didn't get on top and stuff. Like, imagine if Alex Perez had won this fight, how how bad it would have looked. Luckily for Eve Levine and for everyone involved, that Joseph Benavidez actually won it. But this was. Like this was unforgivable sort of stuff for me. I was surprised to see him ref and fights later in the card. Like it was so bad. But look, a good win for Joseph Benavides anyway. And, and look, the flyweight division he got a. Uh he got a performance of the night here. The, the next night then the fight of the night was uh, Kai Kara Francis uh, UFC debut as well, and he's always been a guy that, that looked really good. You know, the flyweight doing good, and you know, I don't think it's going to change their mind, but I I'd love it if if it did, and and, and they, you know they kept it going, but I think that's that's probably uh, unlikely. Um, on the main card in uh, Antonina Shevchenko made her debut to the annoyance of most people in the world because her sister was sitting cage like just roaring hay every time she threw a knee, and that was uh very uh very annoying. Um, the Ronda Rousey he managed Edmund Shashbazan. Made his debut as well with uh, Coach Edmund in his corner. And he won over Darren Stewart in a in a fight that he was kind of dominating early. Didn't got tired, and Darren Stewart uh, came back. Pedro Munoz kind of destroyed Brian uh, Carraway as well in a fight that went a couple of minutes and, and was, was wild. To me, it looked like Brian Carraway came in with an injury or something in that fight because he just... It was an unusually odd performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian is kind of
1: guy who, though, I'd say if he did have a serious injury, he wouldn't fight. I He's suppose. been picking and choosing fights for years, mm-hmm. refusing the fight. Guys, if 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 well, I was to to be believed, but if Dana and others are to be believed? It is definitely not to be believed. That's true. <laughs> that is
0: true. Yeah, but uh, maybe he's one of those guys that like he's done that too many times and he actually did have genuine injuries and he's thinking, I oh, fuck it, I kinda have to take this fight and, and went in and did it. But yeah, maybe not. Maybe just that was his game plan and, and it wasn't a good game plan and Pedro Moon has beat him and you know, either way credit to Pedro Moon just anyway. He looked uh, you know, he looked good and, and landed that big body kick into the solar plexus and, and uh, finished uh, Brian Brian Carway with it. Then there was two um, tough fights who no one gives a shit about. Uh, and the main event. This, this main event it was. I'm gonna go full Anthony Pettis on this, like, but it really frustrated me how bad Rafael Dos was in this. Like, Usman was was good as well. Take nothing away from him. He pushed forward. You know, he landed his shots. He he grinded um, yeah. Rafael Dos out when he wanted. But like Dos just throw a jab, man. Get out of the cage. Try to push the center, I know it was a small cage, and on you know a few people made that point. But like. Fair enough, that, that that could be an excuse if you did the right things and they didn't work, but he did none of the right things. Every, t- every single time he threw a low kick, he was getting countered over the top, and I was like, those leg kicks aren't having much of an effect. W- one and two, you're getting fucking smashed because of them and getting pushed onto the fence. I was like, "Stop throwing them. Throw a jab. Throw straight behind it. Get out off the cage." Like, <clears throat> okay, that's it. Might sound simple to do, and I, I actually, for someone as good as that and as high level as that, who was a champion, it should be that simple. Like, it should be that easy just to get out. But he just. He wasn't doing it. I don't know why, you know, maybe the, the pressure of Usman, um, you know, was, well, you know, just got his, his head and, and got, you know, he, could, he couldn't do anything. Maybe he was expecting Usman to do something else and he was expecting those leg kicks to have more of an effect or something, but he just, there was no plan B, you know, I always talk about great fighters and, you know, what, makes them great is their ability to to pull out of a bad situation and get to a plan B and and, and win a fight and pull it out of the fire but Javier Lasanias just showed on, and he's done it in the past now, 100% but he showed on Saturday night or Friday night that he just couldn't do this and it was a good display by Usman but it was a very frustrating fight for me did you see it the same way?
1: Yeah well I kind of we kind of talked about it before I, I kind of said it was going to look a lot like the Kobe Covington fight mm-hmm. I think it didn't look exactly like it but kind of general principle was kind of the same and it kind of played out like I thought it would.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. I think it was actually a worse display from RDA. I think that fight was relatively close. And this one, I don't think it was close at all. I think Guzman just dominated him, and RDA was was pretty bad. But let's move on, anyway, to the last night's card. Um, what about this Shogun who come back? I know he got a bit of a he got a bit of uh, an injury uh, Tyson Pedro did at the end but I think Shogun was kind of on his way to winning anyway you know Tyson Pedro and, and him went on a bit of a war in the first round Then Shogun Shogun kind of took over in the second used his wrestling to, to great effect He's, Shogun's hands as well have improved an awful lot in, in the last few years ever since the end of that, that that Dan Henderson fight um, that maybe you know and fights haven't kind of gone his way to, throughout but I think he, he worked with Freddie Roach and his boxing has improved an awful lot and he showed that again I think last night and obviously there was an injury at the end but I think he was, he was going that way and it you know he's, he's a machine as i said last night a fucking time machine but shogun shogun just continues to pull it out of the fire doesn't he
1: yeah well he, he's always been he's always been tough we were talking about before like you know uh shooter box guys and stuff like that being in like there was a video from i think shogun was like 17 at the time he's in like, a, a fight in a house and there's like a crowd in the house watching he's taking a lot of damage over the years but he, he's been fighting for so many years and he was, he was such a good prospect and I think knee injuries and just general injuries and maybe uh, he wasn't really the fittest. Maybe he didn't take it. Maybe it came too easy for him early when he was in pride and he was he was like 21, 22, uh, breaking through. Uh, but when, when when he's on and when, and when he wants to, he can he can really he's really good. And he's always a, he's always a tough guy to bet against because when he does smell blood, he, he is a really good finisher as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and A lot of, a lot of MMA is that, like, you know, being, t- being able to tough out situations and, and having, having this, the, the fight you to know when to, when to let on somebody. And he's always, he's always been good at that. And he kind of, okay, maybe he's going to win the fight anyway, but, he 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 saw, saw his opportunity and he pounced on it really well.
0: Yeah, I think we kind of have to kind of recalibrate what we, you know, our thoughts on Shogun as well because I think for a while there we thought he was going a bit BJP in on it. But I don't think he actually is now. I think he's... You know, who who could you... Maybe a Diego Sanchez or... No, maybe better than that, I still think. It, it's hard. I don't think we've ever really seen anyone because, you know, it's it still kind of young. And Have we yeah. ever ever really seen anyone who's kind of good when he was really young earlier? Maybe Robbie Lawler a little bit, but not, not as high level as that, but still kind of hanging around and, and doing good. It's You know, Shogun is kind of a, a one-of-a-kind, really, in, in that uh, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. But, yeah, another good display by him. And Tyson Pedro will be back as well. I, I've... Uh, you know, I have high hopes for him as well. I think he'd be, maybe not a future champion, but it's someone who will improve and improve and improve uh, come, going forward as well. Um, a few, on the undercard then, there was, you know, Kai kara France, that fight was, was really good with Eli- Elias Garcia. Just absolutely terrible cornering advice by Anthony Pellis in the corner of his cousin, telling him to back up and loads of different, just roaring at him was like, it was the corners like Anthony Pettis fights. It's <laughs> so, so frustrating. Um, Keita Nakamura <laughs> had a good win as well. Wilson Hayes against Ben Wynn was not a great fight, but it was a good win. Uh, Alexi Konchinko looked good as well against uh, Yushinok- Yushinokami, tough guy. Paul Craig, another very frustrating mm-hmm. display by him, going for takedowns and just ended up in the bottom all the time against Jimmy Crude, nice. who, lo- who looks a good fighter as well, and got him uh, in the Kamura and the end of that. Um uh, do, do you want to some, mention something on that one?
1: Yeah, uh, Paul Craig, like. I don't know what happened like he he seemed to have like a lot going for me he had a great win okay he had a few great wins but he had a really good win over over Carl Moore and he had a he had a couple of good fights in the see but he just I don't know it's I don't know what the problem is with him like he he didn't even seem to fight that that hard at the end to, to, to not be submitted mm-hmm. maybe it's a mental thing I don't, I don't know what it is with him but I expected a lot more from him when when he was coming up to when he got to the UC, I thought, oh, he might, he might actually do some some good things here. But I'm starting to lose faith in him now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 I suppose you you couldn't be blamed for it. He has his last few displays haven't been the best. So yeah, it was another. It was a pretty bad display on on, on Saturday night. Um, Jack Matthews as well. Jack Matthews. He reminds me a little no, bit no, of, kind of similar. Yeah, uh, a little bit of Benil Dariush as well. He just. He gets caught with shots and he just gets hurt badly and kind of wilts a lot. Like that's what happened. That shot he got caught with, it wasn't even that big. I know he got submitted in the end, but he got hurt before that by, by uh Anthony Martin, who wants us to call him Rocco, which I refuse to do. Uh, it was he was you know it was good going good for him before that and I, he looks to have improved an awful lot but there's that kind of fatal flaw he has I think is just always his problem and it's going well for him and then he kind of throws it away a little bit like Darius as well and like Jack Matthews I think is one of those guys that if he could put it all together I think he is maybe not world champion potential but he's top 10 top 15 potential and he just he's still young and everything but he just seems to not be putting it together at the moment is he
1: yeah, um, yeah, it's it's hard to like it's hard to know what goes on in in, in fight camps and stuff. But it seems it seems that guys like Jake Matthews are kind of hyped in in the past, or people were talking about him as prospect don't seem to be developing at the the rate that that uh maybe people expected, and maybe people like Tom Duke and one, other, other guys like this that were kind of the tipped prospects don't really seem to be coming through, even like Murad Backitch and. Other guys that people were kind of excited about in their UFC debuts. Well, maybe it's that there's a lot of hype behind them and they get pushed a little bit too fast or they, they get harder matchups and maybe people like Joe Silva aren't there anymore to give them the right matchups. That kind of Maybe it's maybe it, on paper it looks like, oh, that's a good matchup and Joe Silva might have had that extra knowledge that he's like, oh, I'll just keep him away from him for an extra couple of fights just because he might get exposed in this area or that area. Maybe these new matchmakers don't have that wealth of knowledge that Joe Silva had maybe that's maybe that's the case I'm not really sure what the case is Is, because
0: you've made that point a few times in the last few weeks and I'd never really thought of it but I, I definitely agree like it makes it makes complete sense because nothing has really changed apart from Joe Silva like going you know, and it's—I know people talk a lot about Endeavor and stuff coming in, and you know, making these big fights. But that's you know, five or six fights a year—not even that much. Like it's these sort of you know, Jake Matthews coming up, you know, tied to Ivasa, which we'll get to in a second, which is a similar yeah. sort of thing, I suppose. It's Francis Garnier, even. Like. Yeah, exactly. It just—it doesn't—it doesn't seem to be there like it used to be. You know, like building guys up like in like kind of maybe an RDA coming up or even McGregor when he came up. You know, he got the the fights that that he needed to. To yeah. Push him through people and like
1: Andy Ogle, like what the hell, Andy mm-hmm. Ogle. But like if he if had went out and beat Andy Ogle, people would have been like, Oh, people wouldn't be like, Oh, who the hell's Andy Ogle? Because pe- most people watching don't know who anybody is, they didn't mm-hmm. know who Max Holloway is, they didn't know who anybody is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, it was a last minute switch and they brought in Max Holloway, but like that that could have went wrong. And and maybe if another matchmaker might have put him in there against I don't know, somebody who's a bad style matcher for McGregor, maybe maybe the hype train died before he before, or not died but got derailed a little bit before he ever he ever got to the the heights that he got and became this huge star that he did like i think joe silva's role in, in all of this was underrated by everybody including me mm-hmm. and well, you kind of notice it more when he when he leaves
0: 100 and like, even i think like i,
1: him... like, I talked to sean shelby a lot yeah. before for a few hours in a hotel and he and he's like he's like yeah, everybody says oh i'd love your job i'd love your job and he's like but it's it's not as easy as it seems like i know a lot of people say that about their own jobs but i'm kind of <laughs> i said talked about that a few times since and i'm like yeah maybe he wasn't just talking shit. maybe maybe he's right and i think Silver
0: <laughs> probably you. helping out the likes of sean shelby and mcmahon as well would have been a big thing and him gone like you just that's an unbelievable asset to just lose at that time so i i, yeah, I definitely agree with that did you see the the justin willis mark hunt fight i didn't see it yet because i was watching the boxing did you see it
1: no, I, I I haven't seen it. Uh, apparently,
0: it was terrible, and it was just like three rounds of nodding happening, and then Justin Willis left. Uh, it's Mark Hunt's last fight in the UFC, and he's obviously not retiring, but he's he's going to fight somewhere else. It's it's a big big enough last for the UFC, and you know Mark Hunt was <laughs> always a good guy to, to headline cards in you Japan or, or heart, China. Heart hasn't
1: been in it since the the fallout from the Brock Lesnar incident. It seems I that he, way, all right? Yeah, it? I think so. I think he's just kind of playing out his contract, but. Maybe, maybe it's going to end up scuppering him a bit because maybe with a promotion that would have paid him a lot of money if he had gone in there and knocked Justin Willis's head off, then he would have been like, oh, get this guy on against Putinsky or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Putnisky, but whatever. Wouldn't um, watch. yeah, <laughs> Putnisky probably wouldn't take that fight, but yeah. Yeah. um. I'd it's like to see. I'd like to see him, to like see him in one FC or somewhere
0: like that. You know they don't have any heavyweight. Well, they've Brandon. Uh, what's his name? you like to see him.
1: It's hard to see him. Anybody in one FC? <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is, this is, nobody even knows the cards are happening, and that's true. They're on in the middle of time. Times is so awkward, and like it's just obscurity when you go there. Yeah, I suppose. But they seem to be building
0: it up a bit now, like with Eddie Alvarez and mm-hmm. Sage and Demetrius Janssen. So we're going to have to to get to know him. And I think PT actually does a good job of covering those cards as well and stuff. So keep an eye on him and, and he'll tell you when to fight. But yeah, you know, Mark Hunt could be an attraction over in Asia, I think. I think that'd be a way better fit for him than going to... Uh, going to uh, Bellator I hope he doesn't go there because so, I want to see him fight as well uh, so I hope he hope he goes over there <laughs> Um, you know the main event here as well, before we move on to next week's cards Tai ivasa versus Junior Dos Santos this was kind of a just a back and forth kind of bashing each other and I, I thought it, I thought it would be you know Tai Ivassa coming out on top of that but Junior Dos Santos is one of those guys as well who we maybe underrate or think he's kind of finished a little bit but he came back here and, and put Tai ivasa out with a, a big right hand and, and lots of ground and pound in didn't he
1: yeah, and you kind of touched on it earlier when I was talking about, <laughs> was talking about Joe Silva. Mm-hmm. Maybe this fight wouldn't have happened. Like, okay, Junior dos Santos has lost to some of the elite guys, but there's no need. Like, he's still an elite guy himself. He still went in there and made Verdoom's ears wiggle with a with an uppercut and knocked him out in his UFC debut. And he still knocked out Kane Velasquez and front of nine million people and Fox. And he's, you know, he's a dangerous guy, and there was no need to put him in there, to a in there that quick, that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously easy to say it afterwards but we were saying it before as well so um, oh, I don't know like uh, heavyweight is so needs new blood and you're just setting guys back like Francis Ngannou, and Ganu and now this is, yeah. maybe it's just unlucky maybe maybe like Joe Silva would have made the same matches but don't want to make this a Joe Silva podcast but I think the matchmaking. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's not Maynard and Shelby. Maybe it's Endeavor interfering, or maybe it's they've been told here we want we want different things than than what the Fortieth has wanted. But. Uh... <laughs> It just seems counterproductive to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And look, uh, I think in heavyweight it's easier to build it back, so it's not as big for you know two of as assets for Jake Matthews, who may may need like eight or nine fights in a row to get a title shot or a top five or whatever. So I think two of will be back, and you know Justin Willis called him out last night, so that might you know that might be a good fight to make uh pretty quickly coming up here. So you know, still I, I definitely agree with you though. these guys are are definitely getting pushed too much, and you can understand in a way, but in another way, then like I think they should be t- thinking long term. When you have you know a fight promotion like this and you can afford to think long term and long term isn't even that long term in MMA because long term is yeah. like eighteen months good. in MMA like yeah exactly yeah. so yeah one hundred percent all right uh, let's move on to UFC two three one I believe this is the last thing we talk about before the questions and I've probably forgotten like fifty things but uh, actually Sage Narkot is well I know we mentioned him Sage Nakamura signed with, with ONE FC um you know Dana White <laughs> kind of said he wasn't willing to pay him the money and I don't think he actually said that but that's you know what we can kind of take from it uh and he needs you know get more fights and come back more experience you know it's I don't think it's the best move in the world for Sage or for the UFC or for the fans I think Sage was kind of just coming into his own and it would have been a good time for him you know maybe if he goes over and spends a year over there and gets five or six fights and five or six wins and, and comes back uh to the UFC then it, it might benefit everyone but you know that usually doesn't happen does it you're kind of stuck over there once you go over there and it's i, I don't like seeing you know a, a really talented guy like Sage Narcott being kind of lost from top level MMA at the moment
1: yeah um it's hard to know what Sage is like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, talent there and there's there's a lot of potential but maybe it's uh maybe it is a case of of four or five easier matchups and you can learn from that, but with Sage, maybe it's a lack of, a lack of heart. Maybe that's the problem. Do you think so? It's hard to say, like, but, like, maybe, not like, a lack of dedication, like, you, you just need to take yourself away from your father, and, okay, maybe, maybe, if, if all this stuff is true about his father, like, maybe you got to be like, this is my dream, I want to do this, I need to go on my own and just go somewhere and train constantly and be away from everything that's happened before Mm -hmm. maybe maybe going to Asia will will it will help I think it's more it's more the if everything is to be believed that is said on the internet which is which is kind of ridiculous thing to say but let's just assume that his father is a bad influence on on his training and stuff um Maybe, maybe he won't reach his potential unless he breaks away from that. Yeah, and it is very hard to break away from your father.
0: That'd be unfortunate. I think Uriah Faber's kind of taken him under his wing a little bit and kind of working with his father and stuff. So I think there's, I think he's actually kind of found a happy medium there over the last year or so. And we've we've seen him improve a little bit, but. Maybe you're right, and, you know, he's never going to get there. But I suppose, you know, we'll we'll see over, over the next uh, few years. All right, let's talk about this card. UFC 2-3-1. And this looks just a really, really good card. You know, on, on the undercard, even, on, on the five-past prelims, you've Chad Laprise versus Diego Lima, which should be a good fight. Ireland's on. Brad Catona versus uh, Matthew Lopez is there as well. <laughs> Ovin, uh, Olivia Oban mercier versus Gilbert Burns. That's fun. Eric Andrews, Elias Theodoro should be a tough battle. Caelan Chukagan, Jess Guy, that's probably the... Number one contender fighting the the flyweight division as as we see the uh, the women's flyweight division even as we see the title fight here mm-hmm. uh, at the weekend. Uh, Claudia Gadelha versus Dean Ansarov is really good as well. Jimmy Manoa, Thiago Santos is a, is a good fight. Uh, and uh, Gunnar Nelson is coming back here as well against Alex Oliveira. And then we've the two the two title fights. What uh, and I suppose we we'll, we'll talk about Gunnar Nelson in a second. But anything else from that undercard stick out for you? I know there's a lot of a lot of good stuff there, isn't there?
1: Yeah, there's a it's good. There's a there's a few good fights, mainly the ones you mentioned, and obviously the the two the two title fights, um, or the Bruiner Orte- the Bruiner Tager Masolay fight is a, is a really good fight, and we've we've already talked about the or I think last week we talked about the giovanni and J Check and tushenko fight, but mm. um, it's 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 even more in, and and to me it's an even more interesting fight than it would have been when it was first talked about, or even if it happened to. Uh, Maybe a couple of fights to go just to see how Joanna looks. Uh, is it the weight cut that was affecting her? Like, are the things that she said correct, or is she was she just making excuses? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I think that's very interesting coming in here. So I was like thinking about this fight and watching a couple of their fights coming into it. Like they're they're very similar fighters in that you know they're they're kind of they like to go long. For uh, this is probably going to be a five round back and forth battle. Shevchenko is the sort of person who you know, I think she maybe has a little bit more power than than Jacek, obviously coming down from 135 as well, Uh, but, you know, they've they've fought before, but I I think, you know, if this fight is kind of won over five rounds with someone kind of dominating it, I think that'll be Jacek, but if this is kind of a close fight over five rounds, I think it might be Shevchenko just because of that extra bit of power and kind of her you know, herky-jerky, in-and-out kind of land-that-big-shot-inside style, I think against Joanna, that might I don't know, I think that might be I, you know, Rose did it a little bit, now she did it more, kind of, I suppose she did it more effectively, because she, she landed very cleanly on Ian Jezik, and I suppose, you know, she, she could, could do the same as well, but, you know, it, this is a really interesting fight, you know, this is really high level women's MMA, maybe the most high level women's MMA fight ever, with Cyborg and Nunes coming up as well, so it's, you know, this is a huge month for women's MMA, you know, we a lot, this year has been kind of very very negative i suppose and you know in terms of women's MMA, and men we've had a lot of positivity since ronda rousey came ronda rousey even yeah came in to to uh the ufc but this year you know with the, the flyweight division has kind of been been a mess the featherweight division has you know not been a mess as well you know nunes hasn't really fought that much and you know 125 has been good but rose has been out for a good while now as well so this is a big month isn't it, for women's MMA made to, to come back up and, and this fight should be fun who do you see winning this one
1: it's really tough. I, I, like, I would have picked Ian Jacek before, but I, I, I did I, like. Okay, she beat Tisha Torres, but I didn't think she looked herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe losing that, like, losing that momentum and confidence of being an undefeated fighter and a champion, and she kind of had, <clears throat> she had plans, to, or she was talking about like being the dual weight champion and stuff. It's really hard to know, and you don't want to write somebody up just because they lost uh, one person. Okay, she lost twice, but she lost to one person, and one was one was a decision, and. If you take her at her word, one was like she had a lot of things going on going on around, and the wake up was terrible and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to write her off completely, but I would. Just edge probably if I had
0: to bet in a 50-50 fight, I'd probably go to Shanko. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm probably going the same. You know, Joanna's had a lot of fights as well. People kind of you know seem to forget with with my tie and, and kickboxing and everything like that. You know, and she may- maybe seems young in, in the UFC, but there's you know that takes its toll too. I, I suppose and you know being a, cha- a long reigning champion for a while, as we've seen with lo- you know lots of other people as well, that can kind of take its toll as well. So uh, I-, I barely favor Valentina's size as well, and I think Valentina's uh, clinch is, is actually very good as well. And we've seen Joanna in the past against Claudia. Gadel. Especially early in the yeah. fights, you know, pushed against the fence, and then she comes good late. But against someone is uh, bigger, you know, it's used to fighting the higher up weight class as well. That could be uh, that could be dangerous for her as well. And you know, obviously, you know, I mentioned Caitlin Chukagan versus Jer- Jessica I as well. That the winner, of that's probably going to fight. You know, the winner of this in the, in the next flyweight title fight. I think that one's going to be. You know, this is probably going to be a split decision. You know, a fight that ever split decision written <laughs> over. This is this is it. Who who do you you know who do you see winning that? These are two you know, Caitlin Chicagan, I think everyone kind of maybe expected her to come up, and she was kind of a good prospect, maybe not this quickly. But Jessica I is someone who's you know been around for a long, long time. You know, fought Ashley Daly back in their day, even, and you know she's coming up as well. Who do you see uh, taking that fight? How do you think it'll go?
1: Yeah, I'd probably go with Caitlin, but Jessica is pretty well rounded and hits hard as well yeah, it's, yeah it's, a, it's a tough one but I, I'd probably lean Kuchagan Kuchagan gone full Mile McGran at their fair play yeah, yeah. On, uh, <laughs> Mark Henry's as uh, well. That's not, not say things you can't take back <laughs>
0: yeah uh, actually do you see Gunnar Nelson is actually out of his fight and re- replaced by the new fucking Gunnar Nelson who looks like fucking Martin Ford a su- have you seen the size of Gunnar Nelson did you see that picture he put up yesterday he looks like no, a no. fucking bodybuilder he's absolutely huge big like 19 pack of abs big shoulders on him looks like an absolute animal going in here against uh, Alex Oliveira how do you see that fight going I know we talked about it a few weeks ago but that should be that should be a fun fight Alex Oliveira is one of these guys I think who's very very underrated you know we know Gunnar Nelson's ground game is unbelievable and uh, his striking is, is kind of underrated too you know he's a few knockouts in the UFC as well should be a good fight shouldn't it
1: yeah uh, people always talk about Gunnar being too small for the weight but I, I'm just looking up to that photo now he, uh, it's it's at an angle from down below as well so that sometimes angles and lighting and stuff can be deceiving but Mm-hmm. he does look bigger um he's, he's kind of talked about a 160 or 165 pound division in the past but maybe he's kind of given up on that and just kind of poking up a little bit um i think as you said he's very underrated on the feet uh okay sometimes he can be a bit too passive uh on the feet but he's always dangerous uh and he's extremely dangerous on the ground as well it's like i think besides demi and maya he's the most dangerous and and he's probably more of a uh, well-rounded fighter than than Maya is, but Maya's is relentless in his takedowns, and maybe maybe Gunnar Nelson could take a little bit from from that from Maya, and just be more relentless with his with his takedown attempts. And even even if you don't get them, it just has your opponent on edge. Um, but even I, I think Alex Alvarez is a, good, a well-rounded fighter and all that. But uh, I think Gunnar Nelson should win this one.
0: I'm going to go with Alex Oliveira, I think, here. And I could change my picture on the week, but I don't know, I think Alex Oliveira is very well-rounded as well. I just think he might be a little bit more of an action fighter. And I think this will probably go three rounds, and I think Alex Oliveira will, will probably land more shots. I think if if this fight gets finished... Yeah, I, I think if... if the, Yeah, it's true. If if this fight gets finished, I think it'll probably be Gunnar Nelson. You know, Alex Oliveira might catch a shot and, and go down and get, you know, guillotined or triangle or something like that. And that's definitely always a possibility with Gunnar Nelson. But I don't know, I have a feeling this one looks like a three-round fight. And I think if that d- does go that way, Alex Oliveira's output might might just uh, win it for him. But it, it's definitely a good fight. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the new and improved Gunnar Nelson as well with this kind of... He's bodied up now as well. So let's see how, how that works out for him. Look, I suppose the main event here, this is... This is really as good as MMA gets isn't it. I was watching some Brian Ortega fights this morning as we prepare for this and especially that Frankie Edgar fight. He looked like he just looked like a different fighter in that fight. He looked like a guy who could come in here and fight Max Holloway who's arguably one of the top three or four pound for pound fighters in the world and give him a really good fight. Like when I was t- I was talking to uh I think of Patrick Fourn I think yesterday going up in the car and you know talking about Habib and him being so good and I really thought, you know, Max is the guy who can beat Habib. And like that's how much I think of Max. I think he's that really good. He's improved so much over the last few years. But I think Ryan Brian Ortega could give him problems on the feet and definitely on the ground. You know, if he can catch a neck or anything like that, it could be big trouble. This This fight, I'm finding it very, very hard to pick this fight. This is just a great fight, isn't it?
1: It's a tough one, and it's even tougher because of all the shit surrounding Max Holloway's last attempted fight. Mm -hmm. Really hard one to pick. Like, I'd probably lean Max Holloway ahead of before that kind of weird incident with him possibly having some kind of weird stroke or something. Yeah. Uh, or just i don't know what the hell happened we how never much, really got how much
0: yeah, how much has he improved since that as well like how much? his health health wise i mean like is yeah. Well,
1: yeah maybe he's improved like he's improving fight to fight even technique wise as well so maybe he has or maybe uh,
0: no but I'm, I'm saying, uh, i i'm saying i his technique i think is there but like how good is he health- it's not that long since that either like it's what 3 or 4 months you know when you've kind of head injuries or something like that or nervous kind of think that that's that's been a worry for me coming into this year and you know I'm not, you know win or lose a fight who, who really cares but for Max Holloway's health I hope he's coming in here 100% and I'm sure if you know I'm sure he is coming in here 100% but that that's definitely a factor coming in here
1: yeah it's definitely a factor like uh, it's, uh every time they mention that fight is the first thing that pops into my head is what's Max Holloway gonna be like is he gonna be the same yes. like when Michael Bisping is just calling you out and then you get pulled from the fight like that it's like he look terrible and Okay, maybe it, maybe it wasn't as bad as it looked, but maybe it was. And as you said, has he fully recovered? We don't know. Like, obviously, his team's not gonna be like, oh, he's 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 terrible. This is he's, he's a shadow of for himself. former We're not gonna find out until we see him in there. Yeah, one
0: hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm, look, I'm definitely looking forward, and hopefully you know we'll probably know on, on fight week as, as it comes up to it how good Max Holloway is actually kind of sounding and, and feeling and everything and you know over the next couple of days we'll, we'll probably understand that and if he looks good I think we can get more and more excited about the fight in and it's you know it, it's a really it's a really really good one highest of the high level fight we, we can get in MMA and so I'm, I'm lo- really looking forward to it uh, alright let's get into some of the questions here uh, if you're not supporting us on Patreon already please do that we're going to have loads of, of content coming up over the next couple of weeks patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast sign up there uh, a few questions from Twitter here uh, Nicholas Dedane where does Mark Hunt go next 1, Risen, KSW or Bellator
1: gonna,
0: I, I said 1 earlier I'm going to say Risen
1: ooh um, really hard to know Um, KSW <laughs> good show
0: good show Eamon uh, McLean asks Totten Liverpool's magnificent consistency this season possible title challengers what do you think Graham?
1: Mm, I don't know it's, I think the the real title that anybody cares about is, is seems to be slipping away with that loss to PSG. Champions League and yeah, Man United are um, well on
0: their way to win the Champions League. They sure can. Hand
1: ham, ham ball, fucking goals. It's like it's like the old school of Man United. It's like the, the when they were handed all the the, the domestic uh, provincial titles.
0: I was uh, I was actually flying in from Scotland as that match was going on, and I landed just to text Fellaini, and I knew straight, straight away but when I saw the goal, I was like, yeah, I didn't like I saw I read Twitter, no one mentioned it, and I was like, I saw the goal, and I was like, yeah, Graham's gonna. The first thing in real time, <laughs> I was like,
1: hand ball, like what the hell, like yeah, it was. It was was clear, handball handball straight away. It was ridiculous.
0: It was was pretty bad, but look, we can't always be... VAR, VAR,
1: VAR, bring in VAR. Don't, I hate VAR.
0: Get rid of it. Yeah, because Manny Nighting
1: won't get all the ridiculous decisions. (laughs) How dare you, how dare you.
0: Uh, Colin Walsh over on Instagram. Biggest fight UFC can make in 2019, not involving Conor or DC. John Jones versus Brock Lesnar.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, Uh, hmm. what I'm
0: interested in though is how big of a a draw will Habib be now like will Habib versus Tony draw if they do that
1: is this just guys that are guys that are already in the UFC or can we bring guys in from outside the UFC
0: sure bring them in from outside
1: Hmm. Okay. I thought you had someone Uh, in mind when you asked that yeah, uh, Anthony Joshua versus somebody, in an MMA oh,
0: you fucking want to—that's the kind of thing that's the biggest. That and that people true. love that crap. Let's that be honest. True. That is very true. And what about McGregor versus Paria? You know, there's been rumors of that. Dan Hoyt mm-hmm. said last night that that could be a fight that could be made. What you think?
1: It doesn't excite me.
0: No, how come he needs he needs someone like I know Poirier is he's improved an awful lot, but he did knock him out in a round as well. I was, I you know mm-hmm. I'd, I'd watch it, but I think there's I think there's more. i I'd, I'd,
1: uh, I'd watch it, but yeah. like. I'd watch, watch fucking Tito Ortiz in front of that's true
0: yeah that is true I, <laughs> it doesn't I, say much I'd watch it I think McGregor versus Pettis oddly makes a bit of sense now I know Pettis is not, not where he used to be and stuff but you know he's a big name coming off a loss just like McGregor ex-champion you know lots of people know him on the Wheaties box and all I think that's I think that's a fight that kind of makes sense, but the Parry fight on the Wheaties
1: box. The Poirier yeah. fight kind of makes the sense. you team well. made a massive deal about that. It was very funny, like the yeah. Wheaties box. Yeah. Dana's like, this is huge. Like, it's just, here, it's a here's a question. Here. Here's a question for you. Can you even eat Wheaties?
0: I don't know. Can Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier headline a pay per view? Of course. Or how many buys would it do?
1: Depends what happens in the build up, but it it would pass a million, I think. Do you think so? so? i think so but just i think what about Uh, it depends on what happens in the build-up though because connor has a way of just making it bigger (laughs) somehow even though you think you think it couldn't be like people were talking about habib oh there's no hype behind this there's no hype behind this or where's the hype this is like why aren't people talking about this and then it does what two two and a half million
0: yeah yeah that is true but hope look hopefully it comes back soon because we need the patreon subscribers let's be honest here (laughs) But anyway um all right let's get on to some of the patreon questions here and answer them before we go um don stickney does roddy leaving kavanagh's gym mean that he's not going to connor uh to be connor's striking coach anymore or is it more on <coughs> wanting to run his own gym and team but he'll still train connor it's just like is it not that he took a few classes at spg for years and now he's just going to his own gym to do it 100 is that it
1: I'm not not sure but I I don't think there's been any big like falling out or anything or I don't I don't think much is going to change in terms of Roddy and Connor's relationship yeah but you never know who knows but I don't think so yeah
0: like I don't think it was that I think it was just like he was kind of finishing up you know you know he'd be he, he'd obviously been like a close to full time coach for years, and then he opened up his own gym, and then he was kind of a part time coach, and now he's just concentrating. That's kind of what I got got it from it, but maybe maybe not. You know, maybe I'll get get cleared up, but I, I think that's what it is. Um, given the fame, money, and stardom that Connor has already achieved, does he still have the motivation to go against guys who are hungry uh, for the money and belt that he has already achieved? He obviously has the talent, but does he still have to the go against? To come up?
1: What does that What does that mean? Like t- to, to, f- f- to fight these guys? Yeah. Yeah, I think he does, yeah. I think he wants he still wants to fight. Like I don't think he's looking to pack it in anytime soon. Yeah, but
0: does he want to fight for the money, like, or does he want to fight to actually become champion again and to beat all these guys?
1: That's I think it's... Yeah, I think... I think it's more... He's a fighter, and that's what he does, and a lot of these guys just it's just it's just who they are because they've dedicated so much time and all of their lives to it and walking away from it even when you're even when you're finished and you have like look at Chuck Liddell people can't walk away
0: hmm that's true. But I like I, I think BJ the, Pan. Like, the, the thing no, with McGregor but... is, like, he's still kind of in his prime. You know, with, with Chuck and, and BJ, you can understand what they're doing. But McGregor's, like, still in his prime and he seems to be, like, falling away from fighting a little bit. And, like, does. I, and that's a weird thing to say because he kind of, you know, he came back and he fought the best fighter in the world, arguably, and and, and got beaten by him. I think, that, you know, if, if <laughs> in the he. Biggest fight ever. Yeah, if he comes back and he gets knocked out by fucking Anthony Pettis or something in his next fight, I think Din is maybe the time. And uh, now is the time as well. But there's, you know, you can definitely have the doubts. And, and the doubts coming into this. To his next fight, or something that are definitely going to be there as well. But you know, he's he's made a career out of out of shutting up the doubters, so um, you know, he he could do that again. So I'm, I'm interested yeah. in his next
1: one. Uh, Turns Davidson. They make money off the doubt as well. <laughs> People taking oh I want to see him get knocked out. This guy ahead to do it.
0: Mm-hmm, 100%. Turns Davidson. If you could ask any fighter in MMA a question, which they had to truthfully answer, what would it be? Um, I'd I'd ask Conor McGregor if he's just fighting right. for the money or if he's fighting for. The legacy and stuff. You got. You ask him, mm-hmm. Graham. Why would you? What would you ask him?
1: <laughs> what would I ask him? No, I am kind of in a position where it's kind of difficult. I know a lot more about it than. About no, no, but him.
0: not just McGregor. Anyone in MMA? Who? Who would you ask? Anyone? Anything? Um, hmm. I ask Paulie Malignaggi. Was it a slip or did he get knocked out?
1: <laughs> in MMA, uh, I was there. It, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a slip. It wasn't
0: a slip. Yeah, dude, you can actually say it now because the footage has come out, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think, I think,
1: though, just off topic, I think Paulie, maybe Paulie doesn't remember what happened because he's pretty adamant (laughs) that he wants them unedited rounds released. But if he saw them unedited rounds, he'd want them unreleased.
0: Yeah. Look, these things happen in MMA. Uh, can boxing ever challenge WWE as the number one sports entertainment product? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. No. New Japan has uh, taken it Uh Last couple here. Uh, do you think, uh, from Brian Harrington, do you think with the signing of Sage, uh, Eddie Alvarez, Mighty Mouse, that the biggest challenge 1FC has is telling the audience that it's, 1FC, <laughs> that it's one championship and not 1FC? Yeah, uh, definitely. They definitely do. They should just go back to 1FC, like. <laughs> I've never ever gone to call it one championship, so definitely that. Uh just call it one. Oh, yeah, no one FC. Uh, Keen Keating, do you think Irish amateur MMA fighters will struggle to progress? with Cage Legacy is the only promotion putting on shows. That's definitely an issue, isn't
1: it? Yeah, we were. T- yeah, it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough for them. Like we talk, we talk about this a lot. Like the IMAFs are kind of are great, but they're only once a year. Um. Like, you can, you can even see, like, the likes of... Um, you never know, somebody could come along and start putting on fights, could, yeah. like, you just don't know what's going to happen, but at the moment, it is, it is slim picking for them, and it, it is difficult. Yeah, But, but
0: like, you, you see the likes of, you know, even Keen uh, Cowley, when he was over in the IMMAFs, um, uh, Lee Hammond, and all the guys who, who won last week, you know, talking about how it kind of brings them on, having that many fights, you know, it, it wouldn't be great if you could have... An Irish MMA event like every month, and these guys could get ten amateur fights a year, yeah, and then go pro and it. get five or six a year. You know that'd be huge for
1: them. Yeah, I think a good example is like Franz Malambo. Like, look how good he looked in the IMs when he won it. Like, he looked great when he was focused and he had fights lined up all the time, and he knew he knew what was happening, and he was in a training camp. And it just gives you that extra bit of focus when you when you have like a goal to aim towards. And at the moment, it's it's hard to know where the next fight's coming from, and it's it's hard to it's hard to have. I don't know if it's not a motivation thing. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's a, it's it's a mindset thing. It's mm-hmm. an uncertainty thing. Yeah, that's
0: always. It's a lot thing. of
1: things, but I think that's part of it. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. And what about as well? Last thing before we go, Cron Gracie versus Bruce Leroy. I I think that's I think that's a big step up for Cron Gracie in his first fight. Bruce Leroy is an underrated guy. like I, I said that on Twitter, and a lot of people are saying, "No, he's
1: He's this guy. He's a guy. He can turn up and be really good, and he can." He, he he can cause trouble for a lot of people, yeah. uh, and okay, obviously if it hits the ground, it's going to be bad news for him. But he has a lot of tools, and he it is a massive step up for Gracie, and maybe 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 Gracie is underestimated uh, all around game because people think oh just 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 jujitsu because he's a Gracie, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll find out now, and that's that's great. Yeah, it, it, he's not trying to handpick pick his foot, his opponents and get the twenty, and now he's 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 willing to go out there and test himself, and that's good, and that shows me that maybe maybe he has a bit more to him than a few of these other random Gracies over the years.
0: Oh, try and shade it, the Gracie's bad fucking for. I think I think Bruce Leroy's going to destroy him. That's what I think, and I hope it's l- uh, low betting, so I can bet on Bruce Leroy and win money. So yeah, there you go. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Graham, for joining me. Really, really enjoyed a longer one uh, this week. Uh, but we leave you on this Go over patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast um and we leave you on the inspirational quote of the week a ship is safe in harbour but that's not what ships are for we'll see you next tuesday or possibly monday but maybe sunday no it'll actually be monday next week graham's gonna be away so it'll be like monday evening good luck